Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Comprehensible world of parliamentary governance. Uh, the Israeli election is still stretching on. Nobody knows who's won. Uh, last I saw, with 95% of the vote counted. Yeah, I mean, there's 5 million people. How many registered voters? <laughs> One or two million, maybe? Right. million and a half? Um, but Netanyahu needs... This is... I, I don't understand it. He needs 61 seats in parliament. He has 55 right now. So one party, Kahol Levan, has 33 seats. Likud, which I believe to be Benjamin Netanyahu's yeah, so. party. Okay, so we know that. You and I agree. At 32. That, okay. Yes. So, so the other party is at 33. Likud is at 32. Okay. Now... Then you can, I guess, piece together people from other people's parties. So are you not vote? You're not voting for the man himself. You're just voting for members of his party or parties that are f- friendly to him. And then if you can put together enough to get to sixty-one, you win. I, I don't know. Nobody knows. So they had elections five no months ago, and now they're doing it again. Now they're doing it again. And it's going to be so close and nip and tuck the, this time that they're in five months from now, they're going to have another one. So it doesn't no really doubt. matter what they decide this go around. So 33, 32, then some party called Joint List has 13, Shaw's 9, 8, and then it goes 8, 7, 6, 5, 0. Now, if you could pick off some of the other lower parties, I think, and add them to your Likud. You're like, they're on our side, too. So then you get to be prime minister. <laughs> I don't know. It's so bizarre. No one knows, in other words. So weird. And they don't even know right now. I thought we showed you people how to do this. Are do you, we not do, show you how to do it? Do they not have TV? Do they not have books? I mean, we've been Watch doing... Watch a movie right? or something. We've been doing this for over 200 years. 243, to be exact. Take a look, everybody. Kind of successful. We're not hiding it. No. (laughs) Right. We'd love to share it with you. In fact, we try to force it down some people's throats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that continues. Let me just take one minute and tell you about Home Title Lock, though. Uh, We're all getting those annoying robocalls. Some of them are really dangerous. And if you respond to some of these things... Uh, they glean your information. A lot of times they're telling people, hey, you know what? You're, uh, you've been fined uh, $2,000. So if you go to Walmart and buy a, uh, $2,000 worth of gift cards and send it to us, we'll just we'll clear this up. Huh. Yeah. That sounds like a heck of a deal. Yeah, really nice of them. Really <laughs> nice of them. But even worse than that are the home title thieves because they forge your documents that state you sold your home to them. Then they take out a loan against your home's equity. So if you have a lot of equity, and they can use it all up, and then you get stuck with the payments. It's, it's really awful. And so if you're getting all of these calls, uh, plus we've had all the, all the data breaches lately where our information has been exposed to thieves online, go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. You'll get 60 risk-free days of protection. And you can verify whether or not you're already compromised. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com.
You know, Britain's going through the same sort of deal. Boris Johnson just got elected, and he can't get anything done because he doesn't have a majority or whatever. I There's not enough people who like him. <laughs> he can't get enough people on his dodgeball team. All right, well, whatever. Uh, if that's maybe that's maybe that would be a better better way to settle it. Just play oh. a couple of games of dodgeball. Oh, I would Whoever love wins, to see. Whoever wins, yeah, that'd be great. Someone throwing a ball at like Eric Swalwell's head or something, and yeah. in, inside the halls of Congress, right? That'd be kind of fun. Would Set, be kind of settle fun. it that way. Up in uh, Canada, where they love their prime minister because he's handsome. Oh man, and charismatic. <laughs> you made Melania Trump fall desperately in love with him. If you're to uh, believe some of the reports, you know that kiss on the cheek thing where oh she, yeah, she just looked lustfully at him. Oh, something was there. I can't wait for this kiss on my cheek. <laughs> anyway, Justin Trudeau, Canada's massively popular prime minister, He's a hunk. Apparently, he wore brown face makeup to a party at the private school where he was oh. teaching in the spring of 2001. So this isn't even. Yeah, okay, he did something back in the early 90s or 1985 that he regrets. I mean, yes, it was still 18 years ago. 18! <laughs> uh, but this is the kind of stuff, supposedly, only the gov- governor of Georgia can can withstand. Uh, Virginia. Virginia, that's right, not Georgia. Uh, the photograph has not been previously reported the picture was taken at an Arabian Nights-themed gala. It shows Trudeau, who was 29 at the time, uh, and of course the son of the late Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, wearing a turban and robes with his face, neck, and hands completely darkened. The photograph appears in the 2000-2001 yearbook of West Point Gray Academy, a private day school where he was a teacher. Now, I guess he said he's sorry. Let's uh, let's see how so sincere that was. That's not very sincere. No, no, that doesn't seem sincere at all. Where's his apology, guys? Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau apologizes for dressing up. I take responsibility ah. for my uh, decision to do that. I shouldn't have done it. I should have known better. Uh, it was something that... Uh, I didn't think was racist at the time, but now I recognize um, <laughs> it was something racist to do, and I am deeply I'm sorry. No. In 2001, no. Uh, when I was a teacher, I don't accept Vancouver, it. I attended an end-of-year gala. Uh, where the theme was Arabian Nights. You should have known better. And I yeah. dressed up in an Aladdin costume. You and put makeup are on. despicable. Wow. I shouldn't have done that. No. Yeah, you think? I no. Should have known better, but I didn't. You think? And I'm really sorry. And I'm really sorry. Sorry. He's really sorry because that's what Canadians are. That's they're not right. sorry. They're sorry. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Justin. But that's not good enough. That's not good enough. We we can't right. accept your apology. I'm sorry. You've committed your what? The ultimate sin. You're sorry. Yeah, you're sorry. I. I mean, he'll probably he probably will get out of it because he's he's a leftist. He just said it was a racist <clears throat> thing to do. Well, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, Canada deserves better. <laughs> you just admitted that they you know have what? a racist prime minister. I'm not even Canadian, but I know this. Mm-hmm. There is no place in Canadian society for racism. And it is unacceptable mm-hmm. for one of their leaders to have done this. I don't care when it was. You should have, yes, you should have known, known better. 
isn't it amazing that we're we're judging so harshly everybody uh, who has done something like this by our standards and the way we think right now when it was 18, 20, 25, 30, 40 years ago when that kind of stuff was, oh, was a joke and we moved on. Uh-huh. But you know what? This is the world they created. So this is liberals eating their own. I love it. Could Justin Trudeau hypothetically make it up to you if he was a big fan of boxed water instead of the earth-hating plastic water bottles? No. That's, that not gonna, do it. that's not going to take care of it for you? Nope. Hmm. Nope. Well, I swung and missed. Sorry there, Justin. <laughs> Nothing short of him stepping down today uh, will satisfy me. By noon. By noon. Eastern. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Get and five hours. Get on it. Th- this will be interesting to see if he can ride this out. Well, they have an election coming up uh, real soon. Oh, this ought to hurt him badly with yeah. that, right? I mean... Canadians don't care how sorry he was or is. He he did it, and uh, this should be the end of his career. Look at that hateful. Look at that picture. Holy cow! Wow. Oh my! I mean, none of the women there are dressed up with um, no the the black face going on there. No, and nobody else seems to be uh, cultural culturally appropriating anything. Uh huh. Just Justin Trudeau, unless a woman on the far left isn't. Of Arab descent, then she's got a shawl around her head. What's that? Yeah, maybe we should track her down too. <laughs> See what she's been up to. Call her boss. And I don't care where she works. She could work in a kitchen somewhere mm-hmm. washing dishes. Doesn't matter. She needs to lose that job. Yep. Yep. October 21st, Canada <laughs> decides if they want to stick with uh, wow. Mr. Good Hair there. That's almost exactly a month from now. Can he ride this storm out? We'll see. <laughs> Somebody was sitting on that photo. Oh. Man. Well, looky what I found. That's That must have been a fun I'll, day for him. I think I'll just wait till <laughs> September. <laughs> you know, I it's, it's so amazing because none of this stuff was uh, so egregious that you would be drummed out of society back when it, when it all happened. Even the governor of Virginia, when it happened, doing the blackface. Do you remember when... Uh, uh, What's what's his name? Danson. Uh, uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Yeah, showed up in blackface, Some and he Hollywood. was with Whoopi Goldberg yep. at the time, right? They were at a Hollywood party, or I, I don't know where they were going, but everybody laughed at all. <laughs> Look at him; he's not really black. He probably shouldn't have done that, but let's move on. <laughs> That's how it used to be received. Yep. Nobody ever said, "Hey, you know what? It's a really desirable thing for you to show up in blackface," but now it's like. Holy crap. You don't even deserve to live. No joke. If you've been That's in blackface. exactly what it's like now. And again, we judge you by the current standard, not at the time when you actually showed up in the blackface. So, you know, again, should he lose his job for this? No. In a, in a normal world, of course not. You, you say, okay, you know better now. Don't do that ever again. And obviously, he, apparently he hasn't anyway. And you move on with your life. But because of the world the left has created, of course he deserves to lose his job. He should have to step down before the election. Uh, that's what we said. Uh, noon Eastern. Right. Today. And if it's a minute after, then... Uh, sorry. It's sorry. Just, it's no good. I am sorry. Uh, we, we can't accept it, eh? 
I mean, we still want you to step down as prime minister. Yes. Don't get don't get that wrong. Right. We're and saying you would owe us more than just that if you don't do it by noon today. You don't do it by noon today. Not only should you not be prime minister, but you shouldn't have any job ever again. Hmm. Ever. Yeah. I, you know what? I can as go along with that. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Sh- yes. You should have to live in poverty the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, you know, or if you have, if you have money, we got to take that from you. That, and then yes. you need to live on the streets of Toronto. Or I mean, so you wherever. better take the offer. Yeah. Step down by noon Eastern unless you want to <laughs> live on the streets, Justin. What a world. What a world. But it's fascinating. I mean, can you imagine if that was Donald Trump? Donald Trump at a party in 2001 with Melania, and they sh- he shows up in blackface. I mean, he shows up every day in orange face, but that's a different deal. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's different yeah that's different. that's not cultural appropriation not, no no it's his own culture <laughs> he's got his own little thing going on there and that's great yeah. but if it was donald trump who yeah. went to a party in blackface or brownface uh i think he'd be impeached i there would be such an outroar an outrage in this country that he I, there's no way he withstands that nope the only thing in Justin Trudeau's favor is that he's a socialist and he might be able to ride out this storm. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to watch, and it's, it's good eating because it's liberals <laughs> eating their own. <laughs> I just, you know, give them a taste of their own medicine. Give them a taste of the world they created. They're not going to like it. It's fun. It's fun to watch, I'll tell you that. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm so glad it's not Donald Trump because what a nightmare that would be. <clears throat> All hell would... I mean, that'd be catastrophic. 888 uh, If you've been struggling to lose weight and and keep weight off, you know, it's, re- it's hard enough to lose the weight in the first place. But then to keep it off, that's really difficult. Uh, and it's because a lot of times, you know, we just, we overeat. It's not just eating the wrong things. It's eating too much of the wrong things and maybe even too much of the right things. Well, scientists have figured out now that it's in our nature to do that. Our brains are wired for survival. So they tell our bodies we need more calories no matter how much we've already eaten. Now, your body does produce a molecule called OEA that sends a signal to your brain that you're full. But if you're like most people, you don't produce enough of it. That's why there is Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Go there. It's FDA accepted. It was developed to provide the OEA we need to bridge the gap between what you naturally have and what you actually need to have. It's safe. It's vegetarian and gluten-free. And it just tells your body to stop eating. That's all. And it doesn't contain caffeine, so it's not going to make you jumpy and jittery all day. Use a promo code, Pat. When you go to RidUZone.com, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's riduzone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Remember last week we told you about uh, University of California. University of California is one of the biggest contributors to all of these leftist candidates. Uh, And they're on almost everybody's top 10 list of donors. From Biden to Harris to Beto, I mean, they donate to all of them. Sanders, it's it's, it's amazing. I, how do you take taxpayer money and then start donating to some uh, politically charged race? I, it's crazy. Uh, 
And it turns out, University of California is dumping their fossil fuel investments from its $84 billion pension and endowment fund wow. uh, because they're a financial risk. Oh, some, I see. I see. <laughs> but isn't that fascinating that they've had it all this time? They've had this portfolio for all of this time and have done nothing about it until now. Right. And it's. I think a larger story here is their pension's $84 billion. $84 billion. Billion. I That's mean, crazy. at a certain point, <clears throat> your pension is... Made enough money. Right. Money. I mean, come right, on. good point, Keith. Well, the, this good movement, point. this movement was over before it began, but a few years ago, someone in Congress was trying to tax these school endowments, and uh, you know, if you get to a certain amount, uh, either you use that money to um, uh, for tuitions for tuitions for for struggling families, and yeah, whatever. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm never for new taxes. But that sounds like a fun one there. If you're over a certain amount at uh, mm-hmm. your school, yeah. you either give that money to scholarships or we tax you on that. Well, we've made the point before that uh, nobody blames the colleges for the tuition problem that they're all talking about. Nobody ever says, hey, these colleges are out of control with their tuition fees. Uh, why aren't they held accountable? They're, they're raising their fees all the time, not the government. The whole thing doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, University of California has a thirteen point, just thirteen point four billion dollars of the eighty four billion is just an endowment. Uh, you know that's from uh, that's from their former students. Gotcha. That they, you know, they love they love the University of California. They donate to it, and then UC puts that into a fund. Um, but it's going to be fossil free now. All of their investments, even with the endowment, by the end of the month, and then its seventy billion dollar pension fund will be that way soon as well. But it isn't now. It's great <laughs> that they made all this money on it, and now all of a sudden it's evil. Okay, uh, appreciate that. But they're actually you see you see Berkeley is at the top of Bernie Sanders' list. They're his number one donor of one hundred ninety one thousand dollars. Sheesh. They're number two, uh, the second biggest donor for Elizabeth Warren. Even, uh, let's see, Buttigieg is two, four. They're sixth uh, with Pete Buttigieg. They are second, second biggest donor for Kamala Harris and uh, ninth for Joe Biden. And now here they are uh, finally at this point. Oh, yeah, you know what? We've got all these fossil fuel investments. (laughs) We're, while we're preaching global warming and climate change and how evil all of that is, we're benefiting greatly from it. We're just making money hand over fist from it <laughs> to the point where we have $84 billion in the bank. Jeez. Uh, our job is to make money for the University of California. Whoa. Said uh, Jagdeep Singh Bakker, that's UC's chief investment officer and treasurer. And we're betting we can do that without fossil fuel investments. Yeah, why didn't you make that bet a long time ago? Why didn't you make that bet when all this climate change hysteria began? When it started really picking up back in the mid-90s? Had you done it then, I would have thought, wow, okay, well, they're putting their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. Or they're losing their money and now where their mouth is. Substantially larger amount of money Yeah, with which to put. Because, gosh, we didn't even think of this until right <laughs> now. Huh. That's weird. We're being a little bit hypocritical. Amazing.
Amazing. And I, I don't understand the university system when they're public universities on the taxpayer dollars donating to all of these all of these candidates. They shouldn't be donating to either side. I don't get that either. Amazing. By the way, speaking of Kamala Harris, which we did because we, we mentioned her donors, uh, her poll numbers are in a free fall. That's... Nationally and in Iowa, which is the first place that the, the uh, primaries will be held. According to a poll uh, conducted this week, she's in sixth place in Iowa. Wow. Wow. She's only supported by 5% of Iowa voters. That's a 13-point drop from where she was after the first debate back in July. Wow. She was a flash in the pan. Mm. For a while, people thought, oh, wow, she's really good. She's going to be really tough for Trump. And now it's like, (laughs) yeah, I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like anything she says. I don't like anything about her. I'm telling you, if, if nothing good comes out of Tulsi Gabbard's campaign... It's the fact that she took her down in that debate and ever since. Yeah, she may be partially responsible or maybe entirely responsible for what's happening here. I don't know. Uh, but she was. Uh, she made Iowa her priority. She was first up on the airwaves, just embarked on a bus tour across the state, and even so, her poll numbers are just plummeting. When the same poll was conducted in July, Harris was in second place behind only uh, Elizabeth Warren and a point ahead of Joe Biden. And, of course, as we mentioned, now she's sixth. As one of your pat heads mentioned on Twitter yesterday, I mean, this kind of works out, right? Uh Um, She's from California. Uh, Yeah. You know, she's probably not allowed to fly to Iowa anymore anyhow, and now she doesn't really have to bother. That's that's right, because of the California ban on Iowa. Because they don't want to people, they don't want to pay, they don't want the taxpayers to pay for somebody who decides, yeah, I don't want to be a woman anymore. I want to be a man, so I need a man unit. You're going to pay for my surgery. Uh, no, we're not. Way to stand on principle there, Callie. <laughs> it's crazy. So ridiculous. Absolutely world. nuts. Um, I love this story, too. Chelsea Handler. You know, she, I barely know who she is. I guess she, for about 15 minutes, had some really late night. It's like 3.30 in the morning talk show on TV. I, I don't even know what it was called. Is she still on it? I don't know. There's no way to tell. Is it even worth me Googling this? Not really. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm Not like, really. She's, I know the name. But, but she appeared on The View on Wednesday, which a few people have seen. I think there's 17 people that watch The View on a regular basis. Now, there's an additional four or five who watch it once or twice. They kind of flip. They're flipping around. Yeah. Maybe they sit on it for a couple of minutes. Yeah. They'll yeah. watch a soap opera, Days of Our Lives or whatever, whatever, and and then they'll go back to The View, and then they're back to Days of Our Lives. You know, they're not totally committed to it. Anyway, Handler was on there, and uh, she told the show, the co-hosts on the show, that white people ought to be uncomfortable with their white identities and suggested that white people should attend racial sensitivity classes as a remedy. She explained she visited liberal college campuses to talk to black students about white privilege while filming her new Netflix documentary, Hello, Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea. Oh, isn't that clever? That is such a clever title. During her visits to the colleges, the comedian also took advantage of participating in sensitivity training and sexual harassment classes. (laughs) She also said... That because she's able to do a documentary about white privilege, 
that's a sign of her white privilege. <laughs> Didn't stop doing the documentary then. No kidding. Why, why do you continue to per- perpetuate your your whiteness and your privilege? So, ins- I, I am so... Is anybody else fed up with these white liberals demonizing white people all the time? Take your bizarre, self-loathing nonsense and jam it up your rectum. Because I'm, I'm just sick and tired of it. I, I can't take it anymore. She said there were black people in that room that were taking me to task, saying, all you do is come in here and take, take, take. You make a, you're making a documentary about white privilege. That's an example of your privilege. And she said, yes, that's correct. And it was good for me to hear. <laughs> but she's still making the documentary. And getting paid for it. Right, yes, and benefiting. Mm-hmm. She said white people uh, just aren't woke enough and don't want to be uncomfortable woke. by admitting their white privilege. Guess what? She said, it's okay to be uncomfortable. You c- we can afford to be a little uncomfortable after, after everything that's happened and stretch our kind of brains and our bodies to to put ourselves in situations that aren't natural, that aren't comfortable. Now you go ahead and do that, Puddin. You go right on ahead. Because I didn't do anything to these people. I, I, I completely uh, reject all of your bull crap that I'm I'm responsible for any of it because I I didn't do it. Yeah, and if and if by virtue of us having white skin makes us mm. guilty of something, isn't that exactly the argument that they say that that racism is, right? Isn't that in itself racist? Right. Yes. And if yes, you are judging yes. someone based on the color of their skin, yes. that's exactly what you're doing with your white privilege crap. <laughs> yep. Get out of my face. Isn't racism stereotyping, pretty much? Stereotyping an entire group of people based on skin color. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. By definition, this whole crusade against white privilege is itself racist. Ah, but don't worry about that. Don't even think about that. Uh, We don't don't want to know anything about uh, other races being racist because that's just impossible. They Mm -hmm. can't be. 888-900- 3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, you know, you wonder with all this talk about uh, gun confiscation, it's coming especially from Beto, but a lot of the Democrats are accepting it now. They're just bold faced telling us they're coming for our guns. I- I've never seen anything like it because it used to be, oh, no, we don't want your guns. Oh, absolutely not. They were, we're, we love the Second Amendment, we love the Constitution. We're all about all we're talking about here. All I'm simply saying is is was is that we we just we just want common sense reform well that's gone completely out the window and one of the really good examples of what can happen when you cave into this hysteria is what's going on in new zealand right now law-abiding new zealanders turning in their guns uh six months after that really horrible shooting that they had uh, but here's a here's a look at what's going on right now. With Rifles gun owners. and shotguns line the walls of this outdoor supply store in Wellington. Your standard firearm in New Zealand, very classic, would just be a bolt action rifle with a scope. Housed under the same roof as hiking boots, rainproof mm-hmm. jackets, fishing rods, and camping gear. 
firearms for sale alongside other equipment for common outdoor pastimes. While New Zealand is renowned for its love of rugby, hunting and recreational shooting are also popular in the country's wide open spaces. Haters! had a long tradition of hunting and also sport shooting. There's probably more participants in the sport of shooting than there are uh, cricket or rugby in New Zealand. For people that live in New Zealand, very typically up till now, it's been a very rural environment and a lot of people would use them for pest control on their farms, uh, a bit of duck shooting and deer hunting as well. All right, we're about out of time for this segment, but I th- eventually they get to where they're showing New Zealanders reluctantly because they love their shooting as we just heard bringing in their guns and turning them turning them over to uh the authorities it's depressing they're turning in their family heirlooms um they're they're showing up these are good people that that are that are showing up and um the bad guys aren't going to show up and turn in their weapons no they're not it's uh it's it's terrible no they're not i hate it that's why it didn't none of it none of it makes any sense triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pat gray unleashed coming up Ray Unleashed. I believe it's Thursday already. Where does the time go? Amazing. Uh, we'll be finishing off the week tomorrow. Back into another weekend of football. Mm, yeah, and we got more oh, on trivia. More on trivia tomorrow. 8 a.m. Which features? Eastern, uh, features the Los Angeles Rams versus the Cleveland Browns. And there's Thursday night football tonight. So. Oh, that's going to be fun. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Oof. <laughs> it's a barn burner. You can throw out all the records. When Jacksonville and Tennessee get together, as you know. Can we throw out the game, too? (laughs) I wish we could. (laughs) Um, All right. Apparently, the Daily Caller has uh, gotten their hands on the document that Attorney General Barr and the White House are talking about with Republicans on Capitol Hill about this potential gun control legislation. Here's what uh, they're saying about these, these meetings and what they're discussing. Apparently... This is like the Manchin-Toomey bill uh, in the Senate a while ago. A background check requirement would be extended to all advertised commercial sales, including sales at gun shows. Okay. Background checks would be conducted either through a firearm license, federal firearm license, or through a newly created class of license transfer agents. So... This coupled with the ban on uh, on the what is that called the bump, bump stocks, stocks. Mm-hmm. the bump stock ban, which pissed off gun owners a lot. Now I didn't until that shooting. I didn't even know what a bump stock was, um, and so but they they snuck that through really quickly that ban uh, by executive order, and so it it did hack off some people. Now if they do this too. Will the president lose some support from gun owners? Uh, I think it's possible. They need to tread really carefully here. And again, uh, just to give you an idea of what happens when they start coming for the guns and why this slippery slope is something we should not start sliding down. Again, here's a look at what happened in New Zealand. To ah, at this firearms collection event, 100 kilometers northeast of the capital. 
Following the deadly attack in Christchurch, mm -hmm. the country's Labour government launched a national buyback scheme, Lining offering financial to compensation guns. to people who surrender their guns before wow. the 20th of December. As part of tougher gun laws, most semi-automatic weapons mm -hmm. and high-capacity magazines are now banned. Yeah. Since the program kicked Jeez. off in mid-July, more than 19,000 firearms have been handed in and 21 million euros paid out. There are some people that are very emotional with some of, some of their firearms and we accept that and uh, we'll do everything to respect that. We make the process as easy and as simple as possible for them. Where the firearms are old and been handed down through the family, it's quite an impact on them to actually have to give that firearm <laughs> after many think? years or generations being in that family. Yeah, but so what? Uh, if it saves one life, it's mm -hmm. worth it. Am I right? Who's with me on that? If it saves Save one, one life. life, it's worth it. Now, out of the 19,000 firearms that have been turned in, how many of those are psycho murderers? Hmm. All of them? Probably. Probably, <laughs> probably close. I mean, there might be a couple that are good people. They literally dodged not just a bullet, but uh, over 19,000. At least 19,000 bullets. Yeah. yeah. So, That's so sad. You know that none of the killers. Nobody who's unstable. Mm -hmm. Nobody who's planning to do something uh, tragic. Nobody like that is turning in their gun. No one. No, and one guy, <laughs> one guy changed an entire country's gun laws effectively, and um, yep, you know he wouldn't have gone to that event. He wouldn't have turned oh. in his guns. Absolutely not. It's no not going to stop anything. No way. And so what they're doing now is they're giving you some sort of financial compensation, but uh, then after December twentieth, is that what she said? Mm -hmm. Then, then it's uh, sorry. sorry, no more cash for this. Now we're just coming for him. Yeah, now we're just going door to door, I guess, and taking guns from people, and you're not going to be compensated for it. No one would ever go door to door <laughs> in a no. free country. No, not in New Zealand, and certainly not here. I mean, not in 2019. Yes, they would do that in 2005. Sure, you know, that includes about. New Orleans, <laughs> oh, where today authorities stepped ah, up wait. their efforts to empty the city. What? Bob Woodruff is there again tonight with an extraordinary human drama unfolding. Bob? Hi, That's Bob. true, Elizabeth, and good evening from New Orleans. Here, the police and the National Guard find themselves in a very difficult position tonight to try to carry right. out an order to force people huh. from the city without actually using force. Huh. Today in New Orleans, they got a lot tougher on the holdouts. Police department, home! Not only the flooded areas, but New Orleans' driest and wealthiest neighborhoods, too. Jeez. What? Police department! The police and National Guard going street by street, house to house. Uh -huh. We need to make sure, too, that whenever we knock on doors, people refuse to leave. We need to make note mm -hmm. call it in. Make a note, they call say it there in. are no orders to use force, just strong persuasion. Sometimes entering open houses with guns drawn. Yeah, that's persuasive. And instructions to sure. disarm anyone inside. Huh, okay, well. You say guns, guns will be taken. Unreal. No one will be able to be armed. We yes, will sir. take all yes, weapons. Sir. Take all that weapons. That happened today in this wealthy mm. neighborhood where homeowners had Look armed themselves nice to protect their mansions. Uh-huh. And the they wound up handcuffed, handcuffed for it. Ground. That's in the great. end, police took their weapons but let them stay in their homes. What is that, Nazi they were Germany? Threatened because our weapons were no, that guy sounds like an American. 
For many huh. of the police and guard troops, it is an uncomfortable job to do this in an American city. <laughs> you think? Yeah. This guard unit occupied a church, uh -huh. using it as a base camp. Oh, wow. They had to leave a note because they occupied could not get hold of the pastor to get permission. It is. It is <laughs> surreal. Violating the yeah, second and, and never, third amendment. You never expect to do this in your own country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Montgomery says he'd rather be in Iraq than patrolling American neighborhoods. Walking up and down these streets, you don't... You don't want to think about the stuff that you're going to have to do. Somebody yeah, pops right. around the corner. Yeah. I mean, shoot an American. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it could never happen here. That's New Orleans. Well, not in 2019. Yeah. That was 14 years ago. 14 when it years ago. Here. That's another city from it's where you and I are at here. Right. It's, it's not us. Hundreds of miles away from us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the same continent. You can drive there from here in a matter of hours. Still, it couldn't happen again, even though it's already happened previously. Yes, there's precedent for it. <laughs> it's not a that is a that is one of the most most chilling reports I've ever seen. One of the most chilling reports widely ignored that I've ever seen because nobody talks about it. Nobody says, "Hey, they already did this. Wake up, America!" Yeah, and they've that, already done it. That's ABC News. Yeah. Okay, that's not, uh, yeah. you know, Conspiracy Channel 9. And and none of the none of the authorities were couching that at all. Yeah, we're going to there will be nobody with a weapon. We're going to take them all. We're taking all your weapons. Just an open blatant naked violation of the 2nd Amendment. That is full frontal unconstitutional. And they don't they didn't care. Even the dry areas, they made the report pretty clear that it's not just the flooded areas of New Orleans. We're taking everybody's gun wherever they are. We're taking their gun from them, even where it didn't flood. That's crazy. But as soon as, what, maybe a week later after they got <laughs> everything settled down, everybody well, yeah, got their guns the, back. When all the dust yeah, settled and, sure. and the water receded, mm -hmm. no. They came no, back they and didn't, they didn't just they go didn't, like, mm -mm. oh, here, hey, here's your gun. The, we tagged this for you. Yeah. We thought we'd bring it right on back as soon as we could. Nope. No. Those people never got their guns back. Many of them did not, correct. Thousands of them didn't. They had to go back. They had to go to court. And even then, several of them were just like, ah, you know what? How about we give you a little bit of cash because we've misplaced the evidence. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's incomprehensible how that happened in the United States. And yet, there it is. It kind of pays to pay attention and, you know, open our eyes and see what's going on here. And that's why we talk about the slippery slope. You don't give them an inch because they won't just take a mile. They'll take 10,000 miles. 888 um, If you've <clears throat> been thinking about, you know, the cruise that you've heard about so many times and you thought, eh, that would be fun. I, I would like to learn some things from Glenn, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin, Tim Ballard. Wouldn't mind rubbing shoulders with Stu. Yeah, we could tolerate Pat. Maybe. <laughs> Tolerate that. <laughs> uh, if you've been thinking about it, you better get on it because literally uh, this thing is probably over by tomorrow. It'll be completely full, completely sold out, and then you won't have a chance. Uh, no, we'll be sailing with a museum that's full of historical items. Really, really fun. We've got all kinds of ports of call. You know, Venice and uh, Israel, and we're going to Croatia and Italy and Greece. Uh, there's 11 bars on the cruise. There are four jacuzzis, three pools, 
multi-purpose sports pitch, outdoor jogging tracks, 4D cinema, the casino and casino disco. I mean, there's so much to do. And the gourmet Italian food that you can enjoy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to go to uh, comesailaway.com. Get all the details. Find a package that's right for you. Comesailaway.com for all the details. Unleashed. Ah, but you'll never have to use your weapon. I mean, really, aren't weapons for hunting mostly and, you know, just have fun sport shooting? No, what it's for. Target shooting, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just shooting at targets. That's why uh, they were invented originally. <clears throat> it was just so, because <laughs> yes, the colonists right. and everybody, you know, they were just like, hey, you know what? It's kind of boring. boring. Yeah, you know, I'm bored. I want to shoot at a tree or something. Ben, have you uh, invented electricity yet? Uh, we no. Gotta, huh? No? Not yet. Can we... Uh, we kind of get going on some <laughs> entertainment. You know what? Let's write it into the Constitution that uh, guns should be protected. Because, guys, what are we going to do with our free time but just target practice? That's what they were worried about. That's well, that and a government agency or a government uh, military or another government's military. Okay, I'm going to getting have, oppressive. I'm going to have to vet that. I've never heard that <laughs> argument before, but I'll look it up. Yeah, do that. Okay. Do that. Well, here's a homeowner who didn't need his gun, and he used it in the appropriate way. Three masked, armed thugs were coming toward him at night on his lawn. There were there were three people uh, standing outside their home and minding their own business when these three teenagers, one was 15, the other two 16, approached them. And they fired first, right? The bad guys. And the robbers fired at them okay. because it was an attempted robbery. Huh. Well, uh, the homeowner fired back and happened to be a better shot. He killed all three of them. One of them died at the scene. The other two died at a hospital. Uh, no charges have been filed. But uh, a TV news crew went out there and talked to the people who were gathered in the neighborhood. Some of the friends and relatives of the three teenagers that were shot and killed trying to rob these people had this to say. He didn't have to kill them. Frustration from this group. Kill Wouldn't give their names, but mm-hmm. told my colleague Sophia Choi they're related to one of the teens who died. That's not how it's supposed to go. I understand one mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. to stop the people, the yeah. victims or whatever, but, but aggressively to shoot these little teens, that's, that's an overkill. <laughs> that's too much to handle. Right. I mean, he should have asked him for a timeout. Wow. You know what he should have asked for is a point of personal privilege. Oh, yeah. Before you guys uh, rob me and shoot any more shots at me, can I get a point of personal privilege here? Please, my pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, Can we explore why you three are here tonight? What led you to be here attempting this robbery? Maybe we should go through some behavioral modification exercises while you're here and maybe we can all understand how to move forward together you know (laughs) this is insane what are you supposed to first of all they're masked at night Mm -hmm. even if it mattered the homeowner didn't know they were teenagers how do you know they're masked yeah and one of them had a gun shoots at him wow here's the thing yeah this this wasn't supposed to happen because you're not supposed to try to rob people. 
don't do that, especially with a gun, because when you do, bad things happen, either to you or someone else. (laughs) They didn't deserve to die. Well, I mean, deserve, it's kind of a strange word in this particular situation. Uh, They didn't have to die because they could have stayed home or they could have gone to a a billiard hall and played pool but they chose to do this instead that kind of reaction that kind of comment is the direct result of a society where there are no consequences yeah there's no there, there's no there's no consequences for your actions um you you can't do any wrong whatsoever there's there's no uh, scenario where you're in the wrong and it plays out in comments like that and yeah, a complete lack of personal responsibility. Like, they weren't doing anything wrong. And actually, he called them the victims. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. It was the homeowner and whoever else was with him there on the lawn that were the victims. Amazing stuff. I mean, it's just incredible. 888 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Zig the Furry Gator tweets, apparently there is a rather momentous separatist movement in Western Canada because of Trudeau. Statehood is another popular alternative up there. Google the Wexit party. Wait, statehood for for Canada to be a U.S. state? <laughs> no, for breaking off. Okay. Western Canada wants to break off from, uh, here it is, wexitalberta.com. <clears throat> Kick Ottawa to the curb. Uh, let's see, elect MLAs <clears throat> loyal to Alberta, become a member, blah, 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 blah. Okay, <clears throat> so there's a movement for like California or whatever, to separate themselves from the rest of the Well, Was that a thing? Can we work on that? Uh, is that a news that. article you got over there about that? Uh, <laughs> oh, you're saying hypothetically. Yes, although there are groups <sighs> in California trying to make that happen. I say good. Got my hopes up. Do it. Uh, Keystone Pig tweets, according to the left, uh, isn't the lack of support for Kamala Harris evidence of the racism and patriarchy that exists? Thank you. Apparently so in the Democrat Party. Yes. He, him, his. Point of personal privilege. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and this is, in fact, a point of white privilege. Whoa. What level of mental illness must exist in those gun owners that are convinced that they should turn over their lawfully owned firearms because some douchebag used a firearm to commit a crime? Likely the same type that convinces white folk they owe blacks an apology. <sighs> Gender big gender face? Chelsea Handler has a great scam going on there. Make a documentary and then act all ashamed of all the money she made while pandering to the crowd who watched it. From uh, Notorious Corn Pop, I'm surprised the Me Too movement isn't after Trudeau after that picture was released. It's uh, it's obvious he was inappropriately touching the woman next to him. Mm. His hand was very close to her snoobage. (laughs) Oh, Oh. no! Let's go back to that. There it is. Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, that's see the hand cut. Did he paint his or is hand? That, his hand comes around and uh, it's uh, right underneath hers, which is right underneath her left snoop. Yeah, I don't know if she's enjoying that either. She looks a little she's smiling. Okay, but you know that could be the you know it's the power balance there. He's a, he was a powerful person, even though. Yeah. What I mean, did he do at the time? He looks like an Arabian prince or something. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. powerful. <laughs> Oh, now I see. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I was looking down below. I see. He's like mm-hmm. going to choke her to death. 
Oh, it's that hand. So one hand is I under see. hers. There it is. And then his right hand is right at her. Wow. Look at that little pinky is starting to stray downward. Oh, boy. Sure is. What in the world? And it's all, like, he painted his wow. hands, too. Yes, he did. He went all out. He sure did. Wow. Justin, you got till noon Eastern, I'll remind you, to uh, make this right and step down. He's so dreamy, though. He's so dreamy. He does have good hair. I, I love yeah. how Cory Booker even mentioned Justin Trudeau's hair. It was a weird reference during the debate. Really? I missed that. Yeah, it was so weird. But anyway, um, four hours, Justin. That's all he has. Get on this. Yeah. Then it's over. I'm sorry. We, we can't accept your uh, your apology. Uh, there is There's no going back. There's no going forward in what you're doing. And yeah, be sure to take, when you move out of wherever the Prime Minister of Canada lives, be sure to take all your cases of boxed water with you because <laughs> the next guy doesn't want them, okay? <laughs> not only does he not want them, he doesn't know where to get them. Boxed water <laughs> is a little hard to find. I've been looking lately. Yeah. I have, yeah. When we pick up our bottles of water that are plastic, uh-huh. and uh, and I don't really care, but I thought, I'm going to look for the boxed water. Don't. It's not available at my grocery stores. It's gross. <laughs> it tastes like paper. Like someone it does. took water and just r- wrung it out of a, of a, I don't know, it, cardboard box. It absolutely does. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed. And he's on the blaze. NBC situation. They are asking people to confess their climate sins. And Say what? Yeah, they they want people to call them and and confess their sins because even some of the most ardent climate change activists have committed climate sins. No. So uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> First, uh, let's go to Rod in. Is it New Hampshire? Hey, Rod, welcome to the Blaze. Live free or die, sir. Mm-hmm. Live free or die, New Hampshire. Absolutely. Yep. Um, when that incident happened down there in New Orleans, our legislature, if I remember correctly, I think they even overrode, overrode a governor veto. I can't remember exactly, but we did pass a law up here. You, weapons will not be taken. In New Hampshire? Really? Wow. Yeah, in New Hampshire. Wow. The state or national emergency is declared. Nobody's taking our weapons because yeah. um, we still have, we, we have still have two things going on up here in New Hampshire. We still have the militia. So if you're between 16 and 65, you're part of the Hampshire militia. You can be, you actually can still be called by the governor. Mm-hmm. And we do have the right to revolt in a town, and that's in the Constitution, and the town did invoke that. They felt like they weren't being helped by the state, and they said, we're going to invoke the right to revolt. And <laughs> they actually... <laughs> wow. Actually, yeah, the governor wow. says, okay, hold on. <laughs> now, it's, it's interesting that they passed a law that you couldn't take your guns, because it seems like... You know, that should already be, I don't know, somewhat implied by the Second Amendment. But um, <laughs> can't have too many layers, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Thanks a lot, Rod. Appreciate it. It's amazing that you you feel the necessity to do that when the Second Amendment absolutely protects your right to have the gun and nobody should be able to take it from you without the law because there's already, you know, the supreme law of the land. Just it, it's so bizarre. Uh, and it is so bizarre that no one ever even mentions it people don't even talk about it triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three also at pat unleashed on twitter guilty gator 88 tweets if they do a buyback in america i'll set up a booth across the street and offer double what the government is paying for your gun (laughs) 
Uh, Kara3022, wait a sec. New Orleans police were persuading residents to leave? So they took their guns away <laughs> they used for protection and let them stay in their homes? Yeah. That is a good point. I don't know that we've ever... I never noodled that one out. Yeah. Okay. But that, that does seem to be what was happening. That was their goal, was to... Was to was to um, get the, everybody right. out of get that out, area. Get them out. Don't you know? Don't don't force them out by violence, but be persuasive. Instead, they forced their guns out of their hands, and then they stayed in their homes. I mean, that's a great point. Wow, interesting. It's interesting, Ivan. Mm-hmm. Is there a number of people can call and talk about that? Or yeah, it's uh, <laughs> right there. No, it's not the triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Is it? Oh, when can people call? Um, I'm like any. Like today? Whenever they want to. Whatever they want. Huh? But okay. uh, if you're in New Orleans, uh, after Katrina, don't call 911. <clears throat> All right. Because the authorities do not care, apparently. Appreciate that. Thanks, Ivan. Mm-hmm. Okay, now NBC News is asking Americans to confess their climate change sins. <laughs> Even those who care deeply about the planet's future can slip up now and then. Tell us, where do you fall short in preventing climate change? All right, can we... Uh, they call the NBC switchboard, uh, and uh, I think we're going to have, I mean, even those who deeply care, and they're right. I mean, Al Gore uh, has some climate sins that he's going to, okay, we, do you have you have him on the line? Please leave a message after the tone. When you are finished, you may hang up or press 1 for special options. <clears throat> Hi, NBC. This is Al Gore, the once- future president of the United States of America turned climate billionaire. Uh, forgive me, guy up for I have thinned. Here, this is just a partial list of my climate thins and hypocrisy. First of all, I lived for many, many years in a house that was over 10,000 square feet. And the energy we expended was 20 times that of the average person in one month where as we're, we're comparing it to the average person in a year. Now, I have since moved into a beautiful mansion on the cliff just above the Malibu coastline and perhaps up to potentially 3% of my energy is now nearly entirely in the thumb, in thumb summer month produced by solar energy also i fly all over the world to make money by scaring the bat crap out of folks about global warming not only that i often take private jets to these events my carbon footprint is a hundred to perhaps a thousand times that of the average american in 2005 I created a movie about climate change for which I won an Academy Award that was knowingly filled with provable lies, half-truth, and misinformation. It frightened an entire naive generation of Americans. Several years ago, I sold my cable company to Al Jazeera, a news group that is owned by oil-producing, in other words, fossil fuel belching nation Qatar for $500 million. Now, that seemed shady, but my excuse at the time was, and I'm quoting me verbatim, 
look, I'm proud to sell my company to a news organization, meaning Al Jazeera, that is a very high quality, 24-7, honest-to-goodness news channel that covers international news as well as national. Yes, to cover my sorry ass, I actually (laughs) praised the despicable Al-Qaeda-supporting Al Jazeera. Now, fortunately, no one asked me about that anymore because everyone knows that was all a bald-faced lie. Al Jazeera is essentially the news arm of Al-Qaeda, and Qatar is one of the biggest oil producers in the world that I supposedly have a conscientious objection to. The reality of it all is I just wanted the filthy lucre. That money now funds all of the Methuthas I frequent to adjust my second chakra. Now, there's a lot more to confess, but it would take about six weeks to (laughs) do it all. So, I'll leave it there for now. NBC, thank you for allowing me to get this off my chest. But I've got to run. I have a fleet of SUVs waiting to take me to the airport right now. They've all been idling outside for over an hour. So I need to run. You may now hang up to send your message. To review your message, press 2. To re-record your message, press 3. I to think send it's your adequate. message and return to the main Let's menu, just, press uh, 4. We'll just hang to up. to the main menu without sending your message, press 5. Just hang up. Okay, thank yeah, you. you got to hang up. It'll <laughs> erase it. Which, I mean, that, that I was always waiting for that beep there, you know, because normally mm-hmm. it just beeps after like four seconds. That mm-hmm. may be the longest phone message. Long, a long one, yeah. Because wow. it's, it's digital now. You can, uh-huh. you can leave as long a message as you want. Wow. Now, yeah, so it works, <laughs> it works out really well. So Al Gore has a conscience, after all. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Mm, well. I appreciate NBC News giving him the opportunity. Yeah. You know, to sort of vent, to get it out, to uh, admit it finally. So we can start the healing process. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the responses, apparently, at this NBC News thing where they're asking you to confess your sins, they say a lot of people have taken it seriously, but there have been some who have trolled uh, no. Yeah, the phone. That's what. That's despicable. That, that is, is despicable. I can't. Mm-hmm. Come on, America. Here's some of these responses. I'll listen to the serious people. I fly to see my son on the West Coast. I live on the East Coast. <laughs> okay, so you shouldn't be seeing your son. You, what? <laughs> I mean, if you love the planet, then uh, you'll you make love that the planet, sacrifice. right? You just, I guess, you look at him at, you know on uh, uh, a FaceTime. That's what you do. You FaceTime him. Uh, here's one. I wish I had been born a vegan and may- then maybe it'd be easier. I can't seem to give up meat. Born of- <laughs> what in the world? Uh, one person apparently used the project to tout their virtuousness. Uh, I love meat, but I love the earth more. Vegan for over four years now. Yeah. Uh, good for you. Douche. <laughs> uh, others appear to have taken the opportunity. Here it is. To troll NBC over the project. See, I, I, I wouldn't even thought of that. Uh, one of the entries said, uh, I require at least half a roll of toilet paper when wiping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who was it that said she only uses one sheet? Was that 
Was that Charlize Theron or there was some actress? Oh, I no. only use one sheet of toilet like paper. Like one square? I, yeah, one square. Something it was Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron. I don't know. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow, maybe. Yes, that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait. What? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Now I gotta. I got a stupid. It's been a few years since that happened. Okay, hang on. Let's see here. According to Crow's new uh, strictures, the average person should use only one square per restroom visit, except, of course, on those pesky occasions where two or three could be required, in quote. (laughs) So you can use up to three sections of toilet paper. Wow. That's generous of her. Thank you, Cheryl. In the world. Thank you. Appreciate the hygiene tip there. Can you imagine? I don't want to get into that. Uh, Here's another one of the trolls, though. This is despicable, people. Don't be doing this to NBC. I like my house to be 85 in the winter and 55 in the summer. Deal with it, hippies. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I live on Earth, where even if we achieve carbon neutrality in the first world, that's only 19.1% of the population. Uh, Then we've got, uh, I don't do anything for the environment. I don't care. I'm eating bacon with breakfast right now, and I'll have it again tomorrow morning. (laughs) Good. Then one person submitted uh, lyrics about loving plastic straws. I love plastic straws, and I cannot lie. (laughs) As many as I get before I die. Such straight soda with apple pie. Yes, sir. I'm the guy. Nice. (laughs) But that is trolling NBC. Uh, that's just uh, that's just not right. What did that's they think right. was going to happen with I, this stupid line dedicated to? Please uh, tell us about your climate sins. It's it's so asinine. Confess them. It's so asinine, and they show their bias, their point of view every time they do something like this. Of course, they've done that in the past with the uh, with the no power halftime show. Remember when they did the halftime show by candlelight? It was a halftime show of a football game, and uh, they turned off the lights in the studio <laughs> and used candles. Uh, okay, that's that's really helpful. Yeah. You do that for one game for one halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that helped a lot. I bet they saved the planet just from that, just from that one occasion. Uh, occasion. So uh, yeah, so th- I guess NBC this week is doing a big climate thing. Who knew? Um, Al Roker is visiting Greenland to explore climate change and global warming. Is he? Uh, yeah, let's see. They're just doing Climate in Crisis series all week. <laughs> it's Thursday, I guess. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> so shoot, we today. missed it. Uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I guess I, I didn't know this, but NBC apparently spending all week doing uh, oh, they got climate green stuff. crap. What is the occasion for this? It's not Earth Week. Yeah, that's what I'm well, trying to What is out. the occasion? 888 Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, of course, recently suggested Miami will disappear in a few years due to climate change. The uh, UN is convening a climate action summit next week. And climate activist Greta Thunberg is on Capitol Hill this week telling lawmakers they've got to act soon or else. But while uh, data from NASA and other top agencies confirms global temperatures have risen slightly, a newly compiled retrospective indicates the doomsday rhetoric is perhaps a little overheated. Uh, Competitive Enterprise Institute put together a nice compilation of apocalyptic 
predictions dating back decades that haven't come to pass. I mean, we've done this a million times. They never wrote stories about that. How come? Uh, the dire predictions often repeated over and over and over again in the media warned of a bunch of impending disasters, famine, drought, an ice age, and even disappearing nations. Right? Great Britain was supposed to disappear if the world failed failed to act. That should have happened a long time ago. Britain should right. be underwater right now. Remember yeah, that? Uh-huh. I think that was a 70s prediction that the UK is going to be gone. Yeah, and aren't we supposed to have beachfront property like in Nebraska by now? or Something that- to that effect, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. An Associated Press headline from 1989 read, Rising seas could obliterate nations, UN officials. Uh, the article detailed a UN environmental official warning that entire nations would be eliminated if the world failed to re- reverse warming by 2000. <laughs> so that's a little spooky because when 2000 comes around, yeah. I, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm a little concerned. Then there were the fears that the world would experience a never-ending cooling trend in the Northern Hemisphere. I wish! That claim came from an international team of specialists cited by the New York Times in 1978. There's a ton of these. We'll have to uh, get to some more of them. Come on up here in a minute. Uh, In America, you know, a lot of us suffer with uh, what some would call chronic pain, but I can't call it that because there's some legal definition of chronic pain that we're not sure that your pain meets. Yeah. But, I mean, perhaps people suffer from recurrent okay. pain. It could be that. Um, Is there another way you could describe chronic? Uh, persistent. Persistent, okay. Pain, uh, right. You know, continual. Uh-huh, all right. Constant. All the time. Perpetual. Mm-hmm. Never-ending. Deep-rooted, deep never-ending, lingering, enduring, unyielding. <laughs> but not chronic. But not chronic. But if no. you have one of these uh-huh. other kinds of pain... Then then try relief factor. Yeah, absolutely. You've probably tried a lot of other things. And, you know... The, the amazing thing is that even when you get painkillers, like even before all this opioid stuff, the painkillers oftentimes, at least for my pain, don't actually remove the pain. They just make you care less about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. You know, and the thing is, you just want to relieve the pain and you don't want to get addicted to something. Well, Relief Factor is 100% drug free. It was created by doctors. It's got four key ingredients that work on inflammation. That's the source of so much pain. When you take care of that, the pain goes away. And that's why Relief Factor is so effective. Try it for three weeks. Get the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. Use it for three weeks. If it works, you'll order more, like 70% of those who order the three-week quick start. If not, just stop using it. Go on to something else. Get your life back with Relief Factor. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, it's relieffactor.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. I am. How does she know that, though? Is she is she stalking me again? I don't know. There's like it's getting a little creepy. I'll five, tell you that. Five cameras in this room. How do you think she knows? <laughs> oh, yeah. That could have tipped her off. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, good. All right. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Tyler Morgan... It, them, Soylent Green tweets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, them, Soylent Green. Soylent Green is not a pronoun, oh. Tyler. It's, it's a people. condition. It's people. See? People. Soylent Green is made, made out, out of people. people. Soylent Green <laughs> is people! You gotta watch the movie. If you haven't seen that, I think it's from 1970. 
71 ish in there somewhere. You've got us. Have you ever seen Soylent Green? Well, no. Glenn always complains about the fact. Well, you've blown the whole yeah, premise. We know it now. Yeah, but still, it's worth the ride along the way. It's kind of fun. Uh huh. Don't you like? I, I love uh, Charlton Heston movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love them. Uh, anyway, Tyler, it, them, Soylent Green tweets My climate confession? Yes, please, for NBC. Thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I burned a tire to offset buying a Prius. <laughs> what? No, he's, no. That's the wrong way to do it. You're doing it. <laughs> That's the opposite Backwards. of what you're supposed to do, Tyler. Man. <laughs> you just, just not you get, missed the whole point. Just not getting it, Tyler. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I love that, though. Kristen uh, tweets, only one square of toilet paper? Yes. Well, Felicity Huffman should be fine with her role for her two-week stay in prison. Oh, then. yeah, she's got plenty then. That's a pretty good point. Yeah, yeah, if you do it one little square at a time, that'll last you for a while. So Maybe like a month. Or more. Depending on, you know, if you have irritable irritable bowel syndrome or... And is it a jumbo roll? Whatever. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Sometimes they are big. Sometimes they're so big they don't fit on the little holder. She's got a two-week mm-hmm. sentence. I think mm-hmm. she's got enough toilet paper. Let's extend this thing out for a year. <laughs> I think you're going to do some hard time for a year. Okay, Felicity. All right, I told you about the uh, climate change predictions that have not come true, and we've gone through some of these, but I think they're worth doing again. This is such an amazing uh, pile of predictions that have fallen flat, and nobody ever talks about it. In 1967, in the Salt Lake Tribune, the headline was, Dire Famine Forecast by 75. So in the next eight years, there was going to be dire famine. It uh, didn't quite come to pass. <laughs> no. So, also in the Salt Lake Tribune in 1969, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 1989. What? What is <laughs> what? right? What? I, okay. Actually, in hindsight, that's too bad. That's about when we went huh. off the rails for good. <clears throat> yeah. Along about 1989. Huh. Uh, the New York Times... Sunday, August 10th, 1969, full of pollution sees lack of time. There's no time. We're, we're already out of time. Back in 1969, we were out of time. Uh, 1970. This is from, this is from the, uh, this is from the New York Times. Here's a headline that I love. Ice Age by 2000. That's still kind of scary because when we get to 2000. It's going to get cold. It's going to get really cold. A little colder than I apparently like it, I think, because I've. Well, I've never lived through an ice age. Uh, the Boston Globe, Thursday, April 16th, 1970. Scientists predict a new ice age by the 21st century. Wow. I mean, there was a lot of that. Yeah. 1970. America subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. That was in the Boston Globe. Uh, then Dr. Ehrlich. Yeah, Paul Ehrlich. What an idiot this guy was. Is, is, was, all I'm simply saying was, is that uh, Dr. Ehrlich said, uh, the earth does need saving. The oceans will be as dead as Lake Erie in less than a decade. Uh, but that was only back in 1970, 1970. So when the decade ends. Yeah, what's a decade? Is that like a million know, years? Like, yeah, a decade I think is like f- three hundred years you can't be using big words that something like that people don't readily yeah. know off the top of their head yeah decade uh <laughs> the redlands daily facts 1971 new ice age coming 
Uh, U.S. scientist sees new ice age coming. Was this also Ehrlich? No, this is some other bonehead. S.I. Rasool of the National Aeronautics and Space... Oh, of NASA. Uh, In the next 50 years, the fine dust man constantly puts into the atmosphere by fossil fuel burning could screen out so much sunlight that the average temperature could drop by six degrees. Sixth degrees. Now, we've gone... We've actually gone up 0.9 degrees, and that is frightening as well. What? Washington Post, 1971, New Ice Age by 2070. <laughs> 2070. See, they gave them, that's smart, because they gave themselves some time. That actually could still happen. Mm-hmm. So we can't call that one even a, a <laughs> failed prediction, because that could still happen. Uh, Noah predicted 1974 new ice age coming fast. Space satellites show new ice age is on the way quicker than we can do anything about it. Uh, Time magazine, another ice age all through the 70s. That's what they kept predicting. Ozone depletion, a great peril to life. Uh, then the ozone layer healed itself. Huh. That's weird. You mean <laughs> the planet is somewhat durable? And self-healing? Time and Hmm. time again. I mean, the list is... We haven't even scratched the surface. 888-933-93. More coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Where we're going over some... Just, I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface. Some of the wrong-headed global warming predictions or global cooling actually more more likely in the 70s. In fact, all, all the scientists were on board in the 70s with global cooling, and we were headed into another ice age. Okay, then they kind of drift into acid rain. Remember the acid rain scare? Acid rain was, gonna, was going to kill us. They talked about that all through the early 80s. And then they made, let's see, in 1978, seems to be about the time they started making the, the transition from this kind of stuff. 1978, from the Associated Press, no end in sight. To 30-year cooling trend. (laughs) Okay. All right. And then, just a little later, the New York Times seamlessly goes to this. But according to NASA satellite data, there is a slight warming trend. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Here we go. Yeah. And it's been there since 1979. Okay. So then they, they transition to warming now. So we've gone from, there's an ice age on the way. Panic, everybody. We got to leave the planet. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Now, oh, never mind. It's, uh, in fact, they don't even say never mind because they don't want you to remember any of what they said before. Mm-hmm. Now they just switch. Uh, no, it's a global global warming. I'm sorry. It, it, we're, we're on a warming trend. We're going to burn up. But I thought you just said 30 straight years of cooling. No, I, I didn't. When, when did I say that? I didn't say that. What do you mean? Prove it. Okay, well, right here, it's... uh, In 1988, then, James Hansen, who was the previous decade talking about global cooling and an ice age, forecast regional droughts from global warming in the 1990s. Uh, I mean, it's really, really stunning. Then, uh, prepare for hotter summers. Then it's because of global warming, the Maldives will be completely underwater in 30 years. That was in 1988. Let me know when 30 years are up. (laughs) Uh, Rising seas could obliterate nations like the UK in the next 30 years. Also back in 88. And then in 1989, there was a reporter 
who now works for Salon. So in 1989, he said, while doing research 12 or 13 years ago, I met James Hansen, the scientist who in 1988 predicted the greenhouse effect before Congress. Went over to the window with him and looked out on Broadway in New York City and said, if what you're saying about the greenhouse effect is true, is anything going to look different down there? Meaning down in New York in 20 years? Uh, He looked for a while and was quiet. Didn't say anything for a few seconds. Then he said, the West Side Highway will be completely underwater. Man. Yeah. Uh, it was going to happen by, you know, the 2000. Uh, I used to, in 2009, 10, in 11, I took the West Side, West Side Highway to work in Midtown Manhattan every single day. So wait. And, and I, did not, I did not travel by boat. It's 2009, 10, and 11. Uh, it's in the past. After 2000? Yes. Yes, it is. So he said that it was going to be. But it's before under- now. <clears throat> but yes, it was after the time he said it was going to be completely underwater. Guess what? It wasn't. Mm-mm. Amazing that he was wrong. So it's fascinating uh, because he also said you'll have signs in restaurants in New York saying water by request only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so the reporter, the reporter at Salon uh, was asked, does he still believe these things? The reporter responds, yes, he still believes everything. I talked to him just a few months ago. And he said he wouldn't change anything that he said back then. What? But you're wrong. Yeah, he's been entirely, but nobody's held him accountable, so why should it be any problem for him to change anything? He doesn't have to. It's just, this hoax is absolutely incredible to me. And they they continue to perpetuate it. They're they're not asked to... uh, be accountable for anything they've said in the past, for anything they're saying currently. It's like it, it never happened. Yep. I mean, they just roll from one prediction into a completely different prediction without saying anything about the last one. Really something. Uh, 888-900-3393. Added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Joy Behar was at it again yesterday on The View. I, she's fantastic. Uh, I think we can all agree <laughs> on that, can't we? Uh Hmm. No, no, we can't. <laughs> no, let me answer that for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, she was talking yesterday about uh, about Corey Lewandowski's appearance before the uh, committee, the impeachment committee, and then she threw in Justice Kavanaugh as well and his appearance before Congress when he was being confirmed. Here's what she had to say about him. I couldn't stand watching it or listening to it on the radio. Is the snarkiness of it? I have taught. <laughs> Juvenile delinquents who were more respectful in a classroom than this guy, than Kavanaugh. I remember Kavanaugh and others who were in this administration Mm -hmm. who are working for Trump. Mm. I've had kids who who are murderers and pimps who behave better than this. Yeah. (laughs) What? I thought the same thing, Joy, actually. I I thought that same thing, though. I mean, murderers and pimps. I, I will say this. I mean, she probably hangs out around a lot of murderers and pimps. She knows. I mean, if she if anybody would know, it would be Joy Behar with all the experience she has so with murderers and pimps. She just compared Corey Lewandowski <laughs> to murderers and uh, Brett Kavanaugh pimps. to murderers and pimps because of the mm-hmm. way they answer questions. Has she yes. ever seen herself on TV and heard herself talk? <laughs> Apparently not. <sighs> Apparently not. 
I mean, but that's that's the kind of hysteria. That's the kind of lunacy. That's the kind of radicalism that we're dealing with. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh conducted himself like a mur- worse than a murderer and pimp. Come on. Uh, it's amazing. But, you know, again, the left is never held accountable for anything they say or anything they do. Again, it's, go- it's going to be fascinating to see if Justin Trudeau has any repercussions from his uh, blackface thing. Mm. Now, granted, he showed up in blackface in 2001 when he was 29 years old at some party or whatever. And it was, it was a long time ago, and he wouldn't do that today. And In fact, let's play his apology because he is sorry about it. But because he's a leftist... I take responsibility for my uh, decision to do that. Uh-huh. I shouldn't have done it. I should have known right. better. Yes. Uh, it was something that uh, I didn't think was racist at the time, but now I recognize um, it was something racist to do, and I am deeply mm. sorry. Mm. In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, mm-hmm. I attended an end-of-year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights. Oh my! And I no, dressed up in an Aladdin oh. costume. Oh boy! And put makeup on. Now I shouldn't have done that. No, you shouldn't. No, I sir. No. Should have known better, but I didn't. Right. And I'm, really sorry. I'm sorry. Now you're going to have to be executed. That's. Yeah, that's the only punishment that's uh, that fits a crime like that. I mean, you know. I mean, we at least have to execute his job. I was kind of He's got fine to be taken with him out of his just, job. Yeah, resigning by res- noon today. Noon, noon Eastern. <laughs> He's got uh, what three hours? Okay, and you're right. All right, we'll, minutes. we'll settle. It'll be a compromise. He has to. Re- <laughs> he has to resign by noon today. I think he's going to be just fine, and nothing's going to happen to him as a result of this. Do you but think he'll be reelected on? He October may not be 20th reelected. Twenty first. Like he was because he was in trouble before this. The I think the Canadians. He's worn out his welcome with Canadians uh, with a bunch of other things. So I don't know. We'll see. He may not survive this politically, but I bet he doesn't have to resign. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three from uh, uh, Nicole's. What is this? Nicole's roasted, oh, rusted, uh, rusted tinfoil tin hat. hat. Concerning real estate agents I trust, you never want the house with the balloon. We talked about the house with the balloon yesterday. Yeah, that's usually, hey, look at us. Ask, ask Stu. They're so hard to get rid of once they are established. Yeah, that balloon stayed up in his house for, what was that? On Pat and Stu, we, months, showed it, we featured right? it every day. It was like 73 days. <laughs> A helium balloon stayed up on the roof where he couldn't get to it because it was a really high Open ceiling. ceiling yeah. uh, it was there for, se- I think, 73 days before it finally <laughs> ran out of helium. Speaking of real estate agents I trust, there are a thousand of these agents all over the country, and there's another 5,000 who are on a waiting list. Now, we don't just add them to the list because we have to vet the agents we already have, and it's got to be a manage- manageable process. Because um, we want to make sure that they're still serving the clients uh, the way we expect them to. Because this isn't just a sponsor. This is this is Glenn's company. And so we vet these agents to make sure that they've got really good marketing plans, that they've got great track records. They're fans of the show, so you've got a lot in common with them. Uh, and th- there'd be nothing worse than driving around all these neighborhoods, looking at house after house after house with some leftist. So... Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 
Unleashed. Uh, John Bolton apparently has a lot to say about President Trump. He's going to say it. He's going to write a book about it. And, of course, he's left the administration. That happened last week. John Bolton is about to be replaced by Michael Bolton. Uh, we can make that announcement now. Really? Yeah, they wanted somebody who could uh, who could sing. So I, I don't know why they got Michael Bolton. That's a strange... Because he's not the guy. <laughs> no. He's for, not the guy. For anything. Right. Yeah, you don't want him. You don't want him for that. Uh, but that's who's replacing him is... is Oh, uh, no? That's not who's... Re- oh, okay. I was going uh, with it because I didn't hmm. want to challenge you because I'm always wrong, right, right, you know? Right, Don't test me. I tell you that all the time. <sighs> <laughs> but I'm interested. It's going to be interesting to see what he has to say in his book. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of sour grapes. So we got that going for us. We got that to look forward to. Uh, to finish up on these uh, tweets, Nick Ryan tweets, did you just assume your intro lady's gender? Oh, yeah. You were like, hey, how does she know that I'm here? I did use a uh, a female pronoun, didn't I? Quite hateful. But Nick just assumed it was an intro lady. I might point out. That was a good catch. <laughs> Thank you. And there mm-hmm. is no way to win in this society. <laughs> no, there's not. Of 2019. <laughs> no, there's not. Pat's emotional support badger tweets, uh, Forgive me, NBC, for I have sinned. I bought an electric vehicle to save myself money on gas. I know there are more... I know they're more harmful to the environment than combustible vehicles, but I like saving money. Uh, from politically incorrect, crazy, inquiring mind. <laughs> okay. So can we assume Al is going to row his boat to Greenland? Uh, no, we actually no. have um, uh, some visual proof of, of what Al is up to. Look at him. He's on the ship, mm-hmm. and that's obviously not a rowboat. He's not doing the work, but you know what he was doing back there? What? He was writing on paper, which, as we all know, comes from trees. Comes from trees. <laughs> so, Al, you are a dirty hypocrite. Wait, that's that. Is that supposed to be Al Gore? Al Roker. Oh, Al, Roker. Al Roker. Oh, I was thinking. I thought you said Al Gore. No, that, that's thought, what that saying. does not look like Al Gore. And NBC, <laughs> like apparently, they got tired of the stench, you know, because he. <laughs> Well, he, he pooped his he pants. He pooped his pants. Yeah. And so they sent him all the way to Greenland and said, yeah, go do something uh, for the uh, environment. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Right, because, of course, we know he... He uh, pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Hmm. He pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. That's weird. <laughs> and that was at the White House where yeah. you... He pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. He pooped his pants. And now he's doing it on a ship <laughs> out near Greenland and somebody else's problem, not the NBC staff, I'll tell you that. At least there's some fresh air out there Yeah, you could enjoy. So that's good. Did you see the little uh, the mini uh, iceberg there in the background, too? Uh-huh. They just sent one of those. We just talked about this last week as well. A bunch of climate change people went up to the Arctic uh-huh. because they wanted to document all the melted ice mm-hmm. that they got stuck in. They got stuck in all that melted ice up there. Uh, it was kind of weird. <laughs> that happens all <laughs> the time. all the time. Or they, they, they schedule these climate change conferences in, like, April... Right. And a blizzard hits. Yes. Every time. It's almost inevitable. It's almost like God is telling them, will you stop this? How many times do I have to send you a blizzard on the day you do this before you get the the hint? Okay. I created a planet that is actually durable. <laughs> like you think this is all a surprise. This technology is a surprise to me that I, I created a planet that couldn't handle SUV combustion. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's insanity, is what it is. And yet, New York City 
New York City has just okayed students to skip school tomorrow for a climate change protest. One point, the largest school district in the country, mind you, 1.1 million kids have all been okayed. Yeah, take the day off and go protest the climate. Uh, the districts are actually debating what position to take after the city announced that they can all skip classes without any penalties at all. <laughs> Jeez, I just... You think kids are going to take advantage of that? Hey, no school today, kids. Great. I'm, I'm not going to school then. I, I wonder how many of them... What happens if they stay home instead of attending a climate change uh, protest? Are they going to get punished then? Because if it was me and I was given the day off... I'm just going to stay home or go do something fun with my friends. I'm not going to, I'm not going to the protest, (laughs) but these kids are all, they're very, very socially conscious. Of course now. They're very, very climate conscious. If they got word that some of these leftist groups were going to pay them to protest, well, well then, then they might have a different principle on the day. That's a different deal, but it's youth strike uh, Fridays for future. (laughs) Okay. 2,400 events are taking place from September 20th through the 27th to coincide with the UN Climate Summit on September 23rd, where Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg oh, yes. is due to make an address. Is that that teenager from... That's, yeah. that's a teenager, right? Yeah. That she took a yacht or something across the ocean because it was supposed to be more climate friendly. Oh, agonizing. It's so agonizing to listen to these... 14-year-olds who are supposedly yeah. experts on what's happening to the climate. It, it, it's, it's bad enough when a European comes over here to try to tell us how to do things. Yeah. Now you're sending a teenager? Yeah. Come on. No, thank you. Stop it. No, thank you. And what does she say? Congress, I know you're trying, but you're not trying hard enough. Shut okay, up. Okay, thank you. Shut up and go back to Sweden or Switzerland or... I, why is September? Swaziland or wherever you're from. What is this, what is this I, I don't climate know. stretch that we're in? Seriously, it's not don't know. Earth Day. No, that's April, right? Yeah, whatever. April 20th or something? Uh, I'm surprised you don't have it memorized. I mean, since oh, you're I'm just... big, big, big I into think, it. I think people call you Mr. Planet. <laughs> right? <laughs> do they? Uh, yeah, they yeah. do. They uh, do. Uh, okay. I'm talking about Sam Smith. They uh, do. Okay. They, they call you Mr. All right. Planet. Sure. Uh, you remember Earth Hour on Earth Day, where we heard this. The world is using the equivalent of one and a half planets to support life on Earth. Wait, what? How, is it? <laughs> How does that Don't work? I was born out of a hope. <laughs> one and a half planets. How, what half of planet did we borrow more resources from? Because uh, I don't, I'm not aware of that. Well, I mean, <laughs> n- now, now I think we've learned how Pluto got downgraded. <laughs> Because we were taking. That's a from really, them. really good point. That's what happened. No one's put two and two together. You're welcome. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, wow. And back on, I think this was the first Earth Day in 1970 where this was the deal. At the deal. moment, the mm-hmm. planet is cooling off because we have put so much crud into the atmosphere. The warming right. trend that the CO2 addition caused up until uh-huh. 1940 has been overpowered. Oh, wow. The turbidity of the atmosphere over the Central Pacific has increased 30% in the, the last turbidity. decade. According to Reed Bryson, the meteorologist at the University of Wisconsin, who is tracking this most closely, we are mm-hmm. beginning to revert to a weather pattern in this country, which we saw in the early 1800s. If we do that, right. our agricultural productivity uh, will suffer a great deal because agriculture is tremendously dependent on the weather. Yeah, and now it's now it's going to be cooling. Well, that was in 1970. 
Now we know that wasn't quite the case, but it is warming, and for the exact same reason. <laughs> exactly, right. That's right. The exact reason. It was CO2 then. It's CO2 now. That's so bizarre. And now they've got uh, Taylor Swift on their side because uh, the pop icon has made a complete 180 from being the formerly singular apolitical voice in an industry overrun with left-wing activists like Katy Perry uh, and uh, Ariana Grande and all these leftists. And she was, you know, it, it was refreshing. It was nice that she wasn't jamming all that down her throats too. She was just doing cool things for fans and, uh, you know, it's probably self-aggrandizing, but whatever. But now the self-aggrandizing looks like self-aggrandizing because she's all over this pol- this political thing, and I think she's been buoyed up by all the leftists who are telling her how brave, how courageous, how wonderful she is. It's so great that you've joined the fight. Thank you so much. And now she's going to work tirelessly against Republicans. <laughs> Isn't that great? Okay. Speaking with Rolling Stone magazine, Swift said that she is now entirely committed to helping Democrats defeat President Trump in 2020. I keep trying to learn as much as I can about politics. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, she's on the fly uh, learning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's already decided to uh, help them entirely. Okay. And it's becoming something I'm now obsessed with. Whereas before, <laughs> I was living in this sort of political ambivalence because the person I voted for had always won. I think a lot of people are like me, where they just didn't really know this could happen. But I'm just focused on the 2020 election. I'm mm. really focused on it. Mm. I'm really focused on how I can help and not hinder. Because I also don't want to backfire again, because I do feel that the celebrity involvement with Hillary's campaign was used against her in a lot of ways. <laughs> but but now, 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 she's, now she's a part of the process. Right. Huh? Well, lucky us. She said the Democrats need to start thinking more like a team. Yeah, she knows, even though she's just learning about the political process. But she already knows this. Think more like a team and quit the purity tests that can prevent more electable candidates from becoming the party's nominees. I do think as a party, the rocket scientist said, (laughs) (laughs) we need to be more of a team. With Republicans, if you're wearing that red hat, you're one of them. Uh huh. And if we're going to do anything to change what's happening, we need to stick together. We need to stop dissecting why someone's on our side, or if if they're on our side in the right way, or if they phrased it correctly. We need to not have the right kind of Democrat and the wrong kind of Democrat. We just need to be like, you're a Democrat. Sick. Get in the car. We're going to the mall. Wait, wait, what? We're going to the mall? I don't, I don't know. Who goes to the mall anymore? <laughs> what, is a, wait, what is a mall? Taylor Swift does. She, Taylor Swift still goes to the Taylor mall. Swift. When was the last time you went to a mall? Oh, oh boy. Seriously, I, that just reminds me. I, haven't, I used to love malls. <sighs> I haven't been to one in, I'll bet, five years. Yeah, I've been maybe there six. A little bit more frequently looking for a specific item, but I don't just go to the mall. And by the way, Taylor, don't you just ask people to get into your car and yes. go, you just drive them to the mall? We're going to the mall. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> let me add you, since, since you're admitting that you're learning on the fly here, uh, uh-huh. Taylor, 
uh, Ms. Swift, uh-huh. um, uh, the Democrat Party, they're known for just accepting all... They are a conglomeration of every special interest group there is, all right? So you guys are all together... It, although it has been fun lately seeing them eat their own with political correctness. Yep. It's the Republican Party that hasn't played the game properly um, because we're more independent thinkers on the right. And yeah. so um, it's really hard to get everybody under the same tent. For sure. So anyhow, and And good to luck. say there's, there can't be a right kind of Democrat or a wrong kind of Democrat, that's just to say that I'm voting for the party. I don't care what your principles are. That's just asinine. Maybe you should learn that, Putin. Maybe you should learn that... I don't know. Principles maybe mean something. Values maybe mean something. It's not just the R or the D that matters. That's why in the, that's another thing that is hampering the Republican Party because there are real conservatives who look at some others in the party <clears throat> who are further to the left, and I don't care that they're Republican. I care about what they stand for. I care about their policies. And I'm not going to just invite them into my car and take them to the mall. If just because they have an R after their name, well, I don't if, care about that. Well, hold on. What if J.C. Penney's having like a white sale or something then like I'll, that? Then you I'll might... get them in the car because that's ultra important. Okay. That's mega Doppler important. That's what'll get Pat Gray right? back to the mall. Yeah, and we'll listen to uh, you know Lover while we go to the mall. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's her new yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I good. love it. So so good. I haven't stopped listening to it on every trip oh, to go and buy sheets geez. at JCPenney's. Terrific, and I, we got to support her 100%. Yeah, we now. do. All right. Uh, see you on Glenn's show and on the radio in just a few minutes. And again tomorrow here on Pack Grand Leash.